I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. I didn't really take any notes during this game. I didn't really even have the sound on until the third period. I was listening to uh, I was listening to my own podcast and fly parbly, so because I'm a mark for myself. Um, hey, let's get it started. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the very first post game chat of the preseason. That's right, the 2018-19 season is officially underway. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Let's just get right into it. Um, geez, Carter Hart, huh? I didn't even bring up the box score, but let's do that real fast. NHL.com has been behind all night, but they should be caught up now that the game's over. I gave them enough time. Nope, still says end second. Uh, but Hart ended up stopping, like, what, 20 pucks in the, in the third period alone? He was um, – Wow, talk about preserving a win. If the Flyers are going to go into that third-period shell that Dave Haxtell is famous for, you got Carter Hart in that. It just might work. Um, I think we're starting to see, and I preseason, I know. I know, I know, I know. But I think we're starting to see some things finally come into place for this team. Um, Vorobiev looking good, Limblom looking good. Uh, just little like the low to high strategy. We talked about this on BSH radio on Monday night. The low to high strategy of generating so much offense, you know, getting it deep and then getting it out to your point men to get shots. Uh, the Flyers suddenly have a bunch of defensemen who can like handle and score the puck. It might actually start coming together that it's a much more effective strategy than it's been in years past. Uh, of course, Carter Hart probably not ready right away, but you can see what kind of uh, what kind of just little. See the little things, man. He is square to the shooter. Uh, that one goal he gave up on the semi breakaway when uh, who was it? Chittle, Chittle whatever the dude's name was, uh, split the defenseman. That was just ugly. Hart kind of made himself small, didn't have a great angle, and just exposed too much net. Uh, seemed to get beat on the short side there. But other than that, I mean, the other goal he allowed on that, it, it, it ended up being a slap pass, but it was not a purposeful slap pass. Uh, the dude just seemed to, to heal it, and it ended up uh, right on a forward stick there. Uh, nothing you can do about that. Just bad luck on a five on three as well. Um, Hart was great on the penalty kill, which, you know, your goalie always has to be your, your best penalty killer, they say. And that has clearly not been the case for the Flyers over the last couple of years. So get excited about Carter Hart, guys. Uh, I, I don't expect to see him at the beginning of this year. I don't expect to see him all year, but we're finally getting to see him in some live action. And, uh, I don't think the, um, I don't think the expectations are getting to him. He's just such a cool, calm, collected guy. Uh, I was listening. I put out those uh, locker room quotes from Monday's game. Uh, I did a little narration thing. It's on our feed. Uh, just all the all Matty Campbell's quotes from uh, from Monday's game. And Carter Hart just sounds like a 10-year vet already. I, 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 I never want to put too much stock into what a player says, but he's just so poised that, if anyone was ever going to be the goalie for the franchise that has always needed a goalie, um, it just seems like it's this guy. And again, preseason, don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Probably not even going to see him this year, but shit, man. How can you not be excited? All right, I really, like I said, I didn't take, uh, hey, hey, Nikki, what's up? Uh, I really didn't take any notes, so I'm just going to turn to you guys. Let's see where to start here. All right. If, let's start with Nathan Aaron. Is it me or is Haig literally playing his way into the NHL? Dude hasn't been great this preseason. Myers and Foline have been much better, to be honest. Um, I haven't been impressed with Haig. Ab absolutely not. Um, but he's, you know, 
he's already quote unquote established himself. I'd be surprised if he played his way into the AHL. Um, you know, I think they have better options. Uh, I was putting together my ideal, what my ideal opening night lineup would look like. And of course, um, I guess not even opening night, just what my ideal lineup would be. Cause Andrew McDonald is Andrew McDonald's hurt and it hurt me. And this was, a realistic opening night ideal lineup. Like my ideal lineup has Eric Carlson in it, but he plays for the San Jose Sharks now. So obviously can't do that. But when I'm looking at what the third pair could be, I'm just like, man, would I, would I rather have a McDonald Myers pair than a Haig Myers pair? They're basically the same guy. Um, I think McDonald's a little bit more poised with the puck. And when I say a little bit, I mean, a minimal amount, but I don't know. I, I haven't been crazy about Haig since about halfway through last season. Uh, I just, and he, he obviously has time and room to improve his game. We know what Andrew McDonald is, uh, but I would do anything for, for Myers to make this team uh, watching Myers. You see the ups and you see the downs. I can see where a coach as any coach, but Dave is our coach. So I'm going to refer to it as I can see where a coach like Dave Haxtell, but really it would be any coach. Um, could get frustrated with him, but also, like, you see his ceiling and you see his floor in the same shift sometimes. Uh, but his ceiling is so freaking high that I, I feel like you can just deal with the, uh, you, you can deal with the, uh, with the downs because uh, he, hope, the hope is he grows out of them and that stellar play is what, is what comes forward. So, yeah, I, I don't know if Haig's playing himself into the AHL. But he might be playing himself into a seventh defenseman role. That's absolutely possible. The last few minutes was stunning. Uh, Hart looked like, well, the future. That's, that's exactly what he looked like. Uh, that's, that's a great way to put it, Layla. Based on what's happened so far in camp, who should make the team? Uh, I, I think Wheel and Vorobiev should be your three and four centers. Um, me personally... I would waive Weeson Laterra to start the year and, and keep Lear as my extra guy just to see, if for no other reason than to see if Laterra and Weiss, uh, if someone picks them up on waivers. Um, you can always bring one up to be the extra if you don't want it to be Lear, those three guys, all inconsequential to me. I don't care. Um, but because of Laterra and more specifically Weiss's contract, which has, you know, another year on it, uh, I, I would see if someone would nab them on uh, on cut down day just to, you know, create some room for yourself. But let me just bring it up now since you're asking. Uh, I put it together on Cap Friendly last night um, what my ideal team would be. Uh, yeah, geez. I'm actually – is this the right number of players? 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Yeah, okay. So, Drew Couturier, Konechny, obviously. Van Riemsdyk, uh, Patrick, Voracek, obviously. Then you go Limblom. I want Wheel at 3C, and then Simmons. Uh, and then Lawton on the left wing, Vorobiev at center, and Raffle on the right wing for your, uh, for your fourth line with Taylor Lear as your extra. Again, him. Um, Latera, Weiss, all inconsequential to me, but I want to waive those two just to see. Uh, that's Weiss and Latera. I want to waive them just to see if somebody claims them, get out of one of those deals. You can always keep one buried, but it would just be interesting to see if anyone grabbed them. Probably not, but it's worth a shot. Um, Provorov, Ghost, obviously. And Sanheim, Gudis, I'm – listen, I was a big Gudis defender up until I wasn't. Uh, he had a really bad second half last season, but – I have to believe with um, I have to believe he has to be closer to the player he was two years ago than the guy he was at the end of last season. He needs to get back to being aggressive. Obviously, we don't want dumb Radko, but man, as bad as some of the penalties and suspensions might have been, dumb Radko made more positive plays than this conservative Radko. Uh, and then my third pair is McDonald Myers. With uh, I actually went with eight defensemen: Haig and Foline. Uh, as your as your extra guys there, and obviously McDonald hurt to start the year. Haig can slot in there as a third pair guy as well. Um, obviously, I don't want Andrew McDonald to be a, a guy someone's depending on on this team, but 
Fact is, he is one of the veteran leaders on this squad, and I can't discount that entirely. Uh, I know we like to go, oh, that shit doesn't matter. But if it matters to the players, then it does matter more than we give it, uh, more than we credit it. Uh, and when you're talking about your fifth, sixth defenseman, um, I'm, I'll, 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 I will concede to the coach there. Like, if it's the fifth or sixth defenseman we're talking about, um, you know, if you want McDonald over a young guy, cool. As long as that young guy isn't, you know, Myers. If it's Haig, so be it. And then I have Elliott and Neuvert and Nett just because I don't really think um, – I don't really think uh, Hart or Lyon are going to push to make this squad. And you have both of these guys signed to NHL contracts. It's just – Goalie situation is what it is. Uh, I don't expect Neuvert to play a ton this year because he doesn't play a ton. So there will be a shot for Lyon, and if 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 Hart is absolutely dominant in the AHL, he'll get his chance at some point too, most likely. All right, so let's get to the uh, let's get to some more of your questions. Please tell me Misha isn't going to start a phantom. I am dying for him to be the fourth center on this team. Um, I, I would really, really like him to make this squad. Um, here's the here's the here's the silver lining to even if he gets sent down, he's the first call up. Uh, we talked on BSH Radio about how even if guys like like a Limblom um, last season, a Danny Martell last year, even when we're calling guys up, they're not going to be the Colin McDonalds of the world. They're going to be players that we actually want to see, and that's at least. Uh, That's at least a positive step. I got lost in my thought there. <laughs> was that a tornado on the ice tonight, or was that just Foley getting spun out of his skates? Uh, was that when when um, when that last goal, when the guy split the defenseman, was that Foley out there? If so, Jesus, he's Nick Grossman slow. If that's the uh... – oh, Tonight's post game is brought to you. Ah, uh, you can't see it. There it is. Tonight's post game is brought to you by Kate May Brewery. They are no way a sponsor whatsoever. Um, but I think if I just keep drinking their beer on camera, they'll eventually sponsor me. So Kate May Brewery, come on, let's go. I want some beer in my fridge. Bill, you still have Bill. You have some brilliant flow, brother. Thanks, man. I've been growing it out. Hart is rarely out of position, unlike Morozik. Hart is the anti-Morozik. That's that's a great way to put it. Is Carter Hart starting to establish himself as the excellence of execution and goal? I'm going to be calling him the excellence of execution for his entire career. That's, I mean, that goes without saying. I think. I expect to see him for the playoffs. I'm serious too, uh, like Matt Murray. Listen, man, nothing would make me happier because you know what happened when they did that with Matt Murray? They won the effing cup. So nothing would make me happier. I'm just not counting on it this year. Um, if it happens, it happens. But Bill, I'd rather hear you at intermission than Brian Smith. I like Brian Smith, man. Brian Smith's a legend. Uh, he's one of the he's one of the best in the business. Whoa, what's happening? Stay on this page. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Limblom killing it. Yeah, Limblom, uh, he started in the rookie game, and it's the freaking rookie game, you know? So uh, you, you, you take it for what it is. He's out there with a bunch of guys who probably aren't going to be in the league. But to his credit, he was supposed to look like he, he had aged out of it, and he very much did. Uh, and now he's following that up with a strong preseason. That guy... He's like a more skilled Mike Knubel, I would say. Uh, and Christ, if he had the career Mike Knubel did, that dude was a goal-scoring machine. Uh, but just – and Knubel did it camping in front of the net and being that type of, of power forward. Uh, but Limblom has the same be in the right place at the right time. And you can chalk some of that up to luck. But at a certain point when this guy – uh, he had, what, uh, goal, two goals and an assist tonight. When this guy is consistently, even when he's not producing points, creating scoring chances and just being where the puck is, he's just a good hockey player. Um, you know, having him as a third-line left winger, you can do a whole lot worse. That's that's. 
if you had to pick today who would be the three C, uh, I would do, I would go with Wheel just because I like him. I like his speed. I like the offense he brings, and he's chipped in more on defense than I've expected since they moved him to center, and I think that's good. I like him and Simmons together with uh, with Simmons healthy. They've always had good chemistry. Throw Limblom out there, uh, another guy who who knows where to be. You just have three guys with a nose for the net. I like that, and then you can get that good defensive, responsible game out of Vorobiev. Uh, on the as, as the four C, you put him with Lawton and Raffle, and that's a freaking grind line right there, man. That's what I'm talking about when I want a grind line. Lawton, Vorobiev, and Raffle. That's what I'm saying. How about Stoli compared to watching Elliot tonight? Def uh, definitely proving why Hexy's still keeping him in uh, in the club. Yeah, Lawton. 3C, Misha 4C. Uh, I, I like Lawton at wing right now. I think they're going to use Lawton, use his speed on the wing. <laughs> what happens first? Ron adds Vorobiev to the main roster, or Vince adds Ricochet to the main roster. Why would you want to see Ricochet on the main roster, man? Uh, don't spoil it for me either. I haven't watched tonight. Uh, you don't want to see Ricochet on the main roster. He's just going to get wasted. We'll put him in the freaking cruiserweight division. Bill, will, Holder, will Carter Hart get called up this season? I don't see it, but, I mean, with the way this team went through goalies last year, anything's possible. I mean, Brian Elliott's 33, and he, he's coming off of a sports hernia, I think. Was it a sports hernia? It was some sort of abdominal issue, um, I think. And, uh, I mean, Michael Neuvert hasn't played 30 games as a flyer in three years, so. They're going to need goalies at some point, and if Carter Hart's absolutely dominating down there, it could happen, but I'm just not counting on it this year. Hi from Trailer Park Boys in Mooseheads Country, Nova Scotia. What's up, Chris? Gudis, Haig, and AMAC have reliability issues. Therefore, should we be concerned about the defense? I'm not that concerned about – I mean – your top pair is excellent, and Sandheim should take another step. And I don't know how often – I mean, yes, you have three guys who aren't all that reliable, but not a lot of teams have, you know, two or three great pairs. Uh, I, I think they can get by with this defense as is. Like I said, I want Phil Myers on this team because while I think um, he might be inconsistent uh, – when he's on, he'll be really on. And I expect Sanheim and Gudis as a pair to be uh, good this year and just get better luck than they did to start last year. I'd love if Laterra wasn't on the roster. Yeah, I, I expect him to be. But if this was my team, um, I would at least waive him to start the season to see if somebody – took that $4.7 million off your hands and took one of, uh, took one of Dave's favorite toys away. Um, and then if you want to bring him up later as an extra and send Taylor Lear down, that's fine because ain't nobody claiming Taylor Lear. I think it's imperative that Hextall trades for a top four defenseman. I want to at least see what this team does first. I mean, if it's December or January, if we get to the trade deadline, maybe then – but I'd like to see what these guys can do first. Um, I look at what happened with the Phillies this year. They went out and made some moves uh, at the trade deadline and then after at the at the um, yeah the waiver trade uh, after the trade deadline where you can make trades when guys are on waivers. Um, I think. They made all those moves, bringing in Cabrera, bringing in Ramos, and the team kind of just shriveled up uh, then. I, I I would have rather played out with the guys. Now, if the Flyers are contending for a division championship, which they very well could be. I really am optimistic about this team this year. Uh, yeah, go out and get a defenseman. But I would like to see what these what this group can do together before they make a move now. If Flyers wave Weiss, look for Penguins to pick him up. Seriously, Penguins love players like him who can skate. Uh, listen, at one point, Dale Weiss was a useful player, but he hasn't been for the Flyers. So if, some, if anyone wants him, go ahead and take him. Like, if Dave Haxtall doesn't want to use you, there's a problem.
props on streaming in a grow tent. <laughs> These are movers blankets. They dull the sound. It's very good for recording. I want the Lionheart duo. Hey, man, if <laughs> now we're talking Chris Jericho, man, I, I love it all. Um, yeah, it, if they could go with that, it would be great. But you have two guys with NHL contracts already. Um, I'm, they really need Brian Elliott to hold up this year. Mascot. Yeah, that mascot talk started today. I found that video the Flyers put out very funny. I mean, it was campy and stupid, but, like, that's what social media is supposed to be is corny. Uh, and that's what it was. Uh, if the Flyers have a mascot, I can't imagine caring as much as people do on Twitter about it. Um, Jesus, who gives a shit? Uh, that said, I think the Philly Fanatics should not only represent all four sports plus the soul and the wings uh, as their mascots. I believe he should represent everything. Like he should, there should be a statue of him instead of Rocky. Um, he should be on top of city hall instead of William Penn. Like these are the, the I, I think the Philly Fanatics should represent all of Philadelphia. And if any team in this city is going to have a mascot, it should only be him. Stolarz, I think, has made a case and shown why Hexy loves him and won't let him walk. I think uh, way too many fans aren't seeing this point. Uh, I, we need to see if Stolarz can stay healthy now. Stolarz has always had potential. What that potential really is, I mean, if he's just a mid-level starter or a good backup, you need those two. Um, his future may not be here, but if his future is Carter Hart's backup and he's good, hell, man, that's a lot of fun. It'd be great to have, it'd be great to have, uh, you know, two, two good goalies, but we just have to, we just have to wait and see with Stolarz, how he's recovered, uh, how, how he can get his game back to the level it was, how he can continue to progress and get better. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a waiting game with Stolarz, but that said, he hasn't looked bad in the preseason. Latera to Lehigh Valley with the Matt Daddy Reed treatment to mentor the kiddos. Um, I think Weiss is more likely just because the coach likes to use Latera. I don't know why. Maybe it was just out of what he thought was necessity last year. Um, but I would like to see either of them or both with Lehigh, absolutely. I'm surprised Manning and Philpola found teams. I mean, Philpola is a veteran. Um, he signed with Lou with the Islanders. That wasn't a big surprise. Manning is better than people give him credit for. He was seriously miscast as like a, a gritty stay-at-home guy with this team, I think. I think his only skill is with the puck on his stick. I think he was a good player with the puck on his stick um, and should have been used more as um, like, I didn't think it was that crazy to put him on the power play too. Now, of course we have Travis Sanheim and it should have been him. Like that was crazy using him over a guy like a Sanheim. But if you don't have, you know, three guys who can play on the power play, like the Flyers do and Ghost Provorov and Sanheim, I don't think it was that crazy to put him on a second unit and just tell him, you know, fire away and make a couple nice passes. Uh, I think there's a place in, in the league for Brandon Manning. He just needs to find a coach who's going to utilize him right. If it's all defensive zone starts and, and that kind of, like, oh, yeah, you're going to kill penalties. Like, that's not what he's good at whatsoever. I think he has a lot more puck skill than, um, than even the coach gave him, uh, you know, the, the, the opportunity to show. Yeah, the fact that it took Reed that long to get signed was a little bit of a surprise. But, I mean, he's old. His legs are going. Uh, that said, if you're looking for a fourth-line penalty killer, I mean, you could do a lot worse. Uh, Brian, the mascot talk started with that uh, weird video the Flyers put out on Twitter. Check their social media there. Uh, there's like a video with um, – What's the host's name? Amanda Selfridge? Is that her name? I think so. Uh, interviewing somebody, uh, you know, about the, about the, like, construction going on at the Wells Fargo Center, how they're redoing the mezzanine and everything. Uh, and, and this might be part of their repackaging of the in-game experience uh, over there. I think that might, I think that just fueled the speculation.
NXT is the best show WWE is producing? Absolutely. I think it's easily the most enjoyable brand. Uh, missed the first eight-ish minutes of this, so if this is dressed already, my bad. Do you think there's a chance Zamula gets an ELC? I do, um, especially if Phil Myers makes this team. I think that'll open up a whole uh, organizationally. Obviously, he's only 18. He'll have to go back to – I think he's a juniors player. But I do think Zamula has a chance um, – He's dressed for a couple games now. The coach seems to really be impressed with him. Uh, when you hear all this talk about players earning games and earning their time in the preseason and continuing to get better, and they have to show the coaches they belong playing in the games, and you see this kid dressing for games, granted the Flyers have a lot of veteran, like all their defensemen, with the exception of Myers, uh, have you know NHL experience, so it's not that imperative that they play five, six, seven preseason games. Um, but this kid keeps earning his games, so I'm going to see what he's got. Uh, definitely, definitely looks like there may be a place from him for him organizationally. Has Foleen solidified himself as a, in a top six role? What else does he need to do? If not, I, I haven't been crazy impressed with him. He is what he is. Um, I really hope he's not one of the six defensemen. Uh, I hope Foleen is just the seven, the way he was signed to be. I hope that uh, Phil Myers makes this team. I don't care if he's a third-pair guy. Just get him out there with McDonald or Haig and um, let him do his thing. There will be ups and downs, but I think the rest of the team is good enough to overcome the downs. It's Flyers-related, but not directly, if that makes sense. Besides the Flyers, how do you see the other four doing for the rest of this season or this upcoming season? The other four, I don't – what other? The other four teams in the division? I have no idea. Um, all right. I haven't heard much buzz about Albe Kubel. Uh, Kubel, uh, I think we really need his edge on the fourth – I like Cubell, Albay Cubell. I gotta freaking train myself to say his name right. Nicholas Albay Cubell. Nicholas Albay Cubell. Okay, I think I've committed it to memory. I like uh, I like Albay Cubell. I just think I want Vorobiev to make this team more than Albay Cubell because I think he'll he'll add a little bit more uh, of the things they're looking for. And I think a Lawton, Vorobiev, Raffle fourth line is a really, really strong fourth line. I just don't see, um, I don't see a place for NAK on this uh, on this roster at least to start the year while everyone's healthy. Now, if he's a call up or something like that, absolutely. Do I want him to play over a Dale Weiss or a Yuri Laterra or a Taylor Lear? One hundred percent. I just don't see a place for him in the starting lineup, um, you know, opening night roster, as long as, you know, the 15 forwards ahead of him are healthy. Yeah, Bundy got let go from the broadcast. I'm really surprised by it. Um, they, they're not bringing him back. I'm interested to see who the, uh, who the between-the-glass guy is, if they have one. That seems to be like a staple of hockey broadcast now, the between-the-glass guy. But uh, we'll see. I, I'm a big Chris Tarian fan. You guys all know I'm, I'm a, I was – fan of Chris Tarian as a player, which not many people were. Um, but yeah, uh, I, 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 I enjoyed him as a commentator. I thought the best team that they have is, is uh, Jackson and um, Christ, Keith, Jackson and Keith Jones with Bundy between the glass. So um, I'm going to miss him. Now the story behind Hart wearing 79 is really cool. It's uh, if you haven't heard, um, if you, if you haven't looked it up, check out the story uh, about why Carter Hart's going to be wearing 79. It's pretty cool. I could see him making it past the first round if we play our cards right. I think this, I think this team this year, the expectation has to be winning a playoff round. Uh, and I always say if you can win one, you can win two. And if you win two, you're in the freaking conference finals, and anything can happen then. But I do think the expectation this year – has to be winning a playoff round. I think this team is good enough, um, you know, to get out of the first round. They, you know, JVR is a big addition. Um, Nolan Patrick having a healthy offseason, he should take a big step. I mean, 
from December 23rd on last year, Travis Konecti scored at even strength at the same rate as guys like Taylor Hall and Nathan McKinnon. Like, this team could be, I'm not going to say a juggernaut because, yeah, that's not it. But this team could be really good. Um, questions in net, obviously. They need at least, they need Elliot to stay healthy and they need Elliot to hold his own. And they need at least, you know, the, the bare minimum out of Neuvert. Um, you know, 30 good starts. And that, I mean, you know, 25 out of 30. If he starts 30 games and 25 of them are good, that's, I mean, Christ, the best we can ask for out of Neuvert at this point. Bundy was reassigned to pre and post activities. He's also going to be doing things on the website. He posted his own thoughts about it. I, I didn't see the, um, I didn't see anything after the initial like he's not coming back as the between the glass guy. Good for him. I hope he, uh, I, I hope he does well in that role. Lawton four C Yorld on waivers. I think Lawton is is a winger right now. Uh, I think they li- I think the coach really likes him at wing, and I think Vorobiev has to be a center. The fact that they're sticking with, uh, and I did, I believe Lawton played center tonight, right? Um, and he did, he did well. His line had three points. Um, he had a what two three assists, I think. But I I like him as the fourth line left winger. Um, you can sub him in on the third line if Lindblom isn't quite what you want him to be on that line. All of a sudden, you can add Lawton's speed to a to a you know a wheel Simmons line and that interesting dynamic there. So I, I just like his versatility to play wing uh, and move up and down the lineup from that spot. And you can always put him at center if you need him. But I think keeping him at wing opens up the possibility of Vorobiev making this team, and that will improve this team. What up, Bill? What do you want the Stadium Series jerseys to be? Um, hmm. They have the black as an alternate already. I would love them to be like this. I would love just a simple, you know, this era, 90s era Flyers jersey, I guess. Um, I have always loved, I have always loved those fake Winter Classics from 2012 that had the Flyers across them. It was the the Quakers jerseys, and a bunch of people bought them when they got leaked, and then they weren't even real, uh, and they ended up wearing those orange ones that, that are cool. But, um, yeah, I've always liked those, but I've always said a team with a great crest logo should never get away from it. You know, um, the Flyers have a great crest logo. They're like Detroit. They're like uh, the Blackhawks. They're like the Maple Leafs. They should never get away from what they have right here. Um, so I guess I could, I've always loved those fake Winter Classics, though. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset if they did it. I'd probably buy one. But um, just a 90s era, just a 90s era jersey. Even if it was black, uh, I would be cool with any of the 90s era jerseys. Hey, Bill, will we see the last top, will we see the top two to three lines together before the last preseason game? Maybe as a tune-up, um, so many of those guys, like, do you want Jake Voracek and Claude Giroux playing a ton in the preseason? Like, I, I don't, you know. JVR doesn't need that much preseason. Like, these are veteran guys. I want them, you know, I want the bullets in their gun for the, for the, for the full season. And I, I, I believe them all to be responsible enough to get in shape without having to, um, without having to play too much preseason hockey. Um, I think the top two lines are basically set. So it's just going to come down to uh, these bottom six battles, which have been a lot of fun to watch. What about Sandstrom? I mean, Sandstrom's going back to Sweden. He's got the uh, – his contract is NHL or back to Sweden um, for the next two years, maybe just this year. Uh, but he's got, a, he's, got a, he's got a contract that unless he makes the Flyers, uh, he goes back to Sweden. And the dude needs to stay healthy. The dude needs to take a step and stay healthy and really start to show some of the promise that he, uh, that he really showed at the World Juniors two years ago when he was the best goaltender there and was just phenomenal. He needs to show that. When you go to, like, developmental camp, the guy stands out. Like He is, a, he is an excellent athlete. He's a fun goalie to watch. The way, uh, the way Hart is just 
square to the shooter, make everything look super smooth. Uh, Sandstrom is a is a bit of a flopper. You know, he's a he's he's diving around in there, making athletic saves. He's really fun to watch. I would like to see the guy reach his potential. Um, he's just got to stay healthy and do it. He needs to take a step. He needs to stay in the net because he's had he's had some injury history. Bend your hat brim. No, I'm not 50. Do you think Travis Konechny is going to make a big difference on the penalty kill? I would really like him to. Uh, I, I've really wanted to see that kind of speed up at the top, challenging point men and, um, you know, taking advantage of slow pa passes across the top. Uh, I just always think about what Mike Richards could do, uh, killing penalties. If, if you didn't make a perfect pass cross ice, um, if you hesitated, fumbled the puck a little bit at the point, it was going the other way. And I would really like to see that dynamic uh, back on our penalty kill. And he's, he's the best candidate to do it. I want to see Phil Myers on this team, but why are you ruling out Robert Haig on this defense? I'm not ruling him out. Uh, I haven't been really impressed with him since halfway through last season. Uh, I just think he is what he is. He's a, he's a third pair D man. Um, you know, off the glass and out is not how I want to clear the zone. Uh, he's, he needs to get better on the puck. He needs to get better making that first pass. Um, maybe he will, but it, that doesn't seem to be part of his game right now. And if I'm going to have one of those guys at this moment, I'd rather see Andrew McDonald and Phil Myers and Robert Hagen, Phil Myers, because they're the same player to me. And if, um, Andrew McDonald is one of the leaders of this team and one of the captains and someone people depend on uh, for the intangibles, then he, he wins. Um, but Haig can absolutely improve and get better, but I just don't see him as a guy with potential to move up in the lineup. I think Zamula has done well. Give him an ELC and send the juniors. Think Vorobiev looks like he's got the edge for 3C. Not sure if Rubstov done enough to get the 4C or even a winger. I don't see Rubstov making this team. Um, I really think Jordan Wheel is going to win the 3C three, the three job. I, I think he's kind of got that wrapped up in the way this team likes to assign roles. I just think Wheel has more offensive upside to play with a, say, Limblom and Simmons third line than a Vorobiev does. And then Vorobiev can be your 4C penalty killing specialist, that kind of guy. Um, and again, the my proposed fourth line that I really want to see is Lawton, Vorobiev, Raffle. Um, that's a hell of a fourth line, man. What's going on with Coots? Is he going to play the first game of the season? I just bought a Coots signed jersey and want to want him to kill it this year. Yeah, he's. I, I believe he is on pace to. Uh, I believe he is on pace to play in the season opener. He's. Uh, he just tweaked his knee and it's. He he's just got arrested. He says it's coming along. I I, I believe he's on pace to play in the season opener. When will Rubstov make the roster? As soon as he earns it, man. Who of the kids in Lehigh Valley do you like to see make the team? Um, I really want to see Vorobiev. Uh, I think he's made a great case for himself to make this team. I think unless he falls off a cliff uh, in the second half of this preseason, he's going to have to make the opening night roster. Um, Phil Myers has made a case for himself, but I don't know if they're going to supplant, if he's going to jump some people. Uh, he might be first call up. Absolutely. Um, I want Phil Myers on connect. Okay, we lost. I want Phil Myers on this team. Um, I just don't – I'm not nearly as confident that he'll be here to start the year um, the way I am Vorobiev will be. Do you see Hack minimizing usage of Latera and Weiss? 
They clearly have enough forwards with potential to push both of them to the press box. I really do. I mean, they, they've really limited the usage of Weiss already. Um, he's kind of an afterthought here. If he were to get waived and go to the Phantoms, I would not be surprised, even though he has two years left on his deal. Um, I'm not going to be surprised if Laterra is the opening night fourth-line center. I just don't know how long that will last. Coatsy corner making comeback between the benches. <laughs> Who doesn't love Coatsy? NBC Sports Philly is just going to be games with no announcers or hosts. Well, um, it's, uh, I can deal with that. I'll do play-by-play -play here. You can all just watch the games and listen to me. Do play-by-play -play on Facebook Live. Just mute your television and I'll do play-by-play -play here if that's the case. If Bork is the new ice commentator, I'll be watching on mute. We'll see. Terensky looking pretty good. He does. Um, they got they're deep, man. This is a deep team. You know where I'd like to see Tarion and Milbury's place. How good would those games be? Uh, those those nationally televised games with uh, with Jonesy and Tarion just joking around with Liam McHugh. That would be a lot of fun. You want the '90s black? Is this the Tim? So that doesn't look like my Tim. I can't really see. What's up, Tim? Whether you're my Tim Sullivan or not, uh, I do enjoy the '90s blacks. Uh, but they already have a black jersey as an alternate this year. So if they go away from that, I won't won't hate it. Christine, I would love to see orange helmets. Oh my God, how much fun would that be? Orange helmets, white skates. Hey, Bill, who instructs Vorobiev on face-offs? Can we expect improvement before the real games start? I mean, young guys, young guys tend to really struggle on face-offs early in their career. Um, if you're at like 48 49% as a you know, first, second-year player, that's pretty good. Um, it's just a thing you got to learn. I know Bobby Clark used to have like face even – after, even after he was no longer the general manager, he just used to show up at Voorhees and – be like, all right, I'm gonna teach. I'm gonna teach faceoffs today. Um, I don't really know who's in charge of faceoff instruction, but uh, you could always use it. I will say, however, I think faceoffs overall are a bit of an overrated stat. Uh, I think they're huge in the zone on special teams. Um, you need to win your faceoff on the penalty kill if you want a chance to clear. Uh, Huge difference between winning and losing a face-off there. You know, win the face-off on the power play, obviously. You have the puck and the man advantage. So it's, you know, it, situationally, face-offs can be big. But um, I think it's a bit of an overrated stat in total. The orange and cream is still the most worn sweater in the arena. I mean, I have two of them. I like those sweaters. Um I would like to see something a little different, though. Best logo in sports. Oh, wow, I am behind. What's your Mount Rushmore of Flyers alternate jerseys? Um, everything but the video game jerseys. I call them the Tony Amante era jerseys, only because my buddy has a Tony Amante, um, that orange fucking trying not to swear on these things anymore <laughs> that uh, like orange like 3d trying to it looks like a video game jersey is the only way i can put it and uh any alternate jersey but that one because it's the most ass ugly jersey the flyers have ever produced and i've liked every single one of their jerseys that they've ever put out except for that one why the hell are we playing the islanders four times it's preseason it's just scrimmages i mean it's just how little travel expenses. I mean, I had to, you guys, I have NHL TV and the game happened to be on that tonight. But like, did you see that stream camera angle? Like it's all about not spending any money in the preseason. It's just travel expenses.
how many points do you think the team has at the end of the year if things go well for them? I mean, they had 98 points last year. Granted, I think it was 14 overtime losses, so a lot of loser points. But I could very well see them um, being a 100-point team. I think they're going to challenge for – excuse me. I think they're going to challenge for the division. Uh, I, I do – I very much believe this is a 100-point team. Now the it's just the one year NHL or, or Sweden for Sandstrom, okay. Hart already proved himself he'll be a flyer in the next two to three years. Hey man, I'm not ruling out that it could be sooner. Um I'm just not unless he's absolutely freaking dominant in the AHL, which totally possible. He looks like he's the real thing. Uh in of course limited sample size, the amount of times I've seen him. Not a ton. Um, you know, some world juniors, some some other, you know some uh, Memorial Cup games and shit like that. But um, he looks like the real deal from everything else I've seen. Do you expect Flyers to continue slow starts to games? I mean, this has been a problem for a while. Uh, I would like them to come out a little stronger at home, especially. I've never understood that. They play road hockey like 82 games a year. It's very strange. Like, on the road, the other team, the, you know, you do the pregame ceremony, fans are all jacked up. Other team comes out a little hard, and you just got to survive the first five, ten minutes, and then you get going. Um, but it seems like the Flyers do that on the home and, uh, at home and on the road, and it's definitely something that needs to be addressed. It's just one of those issues that this team needs to, needs to clean up. But um, we'll see. Loving the jersey in the background. For the regular season, I plan to actually have, like, a decent set around me this year. Um, or for the regular season, if I just said for the preseason. For the regular season, I expect to actually have, like, a decent set around me this year. Uh, have some interesting shit, uh, some fun stuff. But um, I haven't gotten to it yet for, uh, yeah, for the preseason. Would like to see them be able to have shorthanded consistently, uh, score shorthanded consistently, like when Richards would dominate the shorthand play, those goals make a difference over the course of a season. Absolutely. Like I just said, um, you know, they were a 98 point team last year with 14 overtime losses. But, I mean, they had the third worst penalty kill in the league, surrendering a ton of freaking goals. And they weren't even shorthanded that much. That's the thing. It's like they gave up shorthanded goals like they were the least disciplined team in hockey. And they weren't. They served very few penalties uh, compared to what you would think the Flyers would would be. Um, you know, kill a couple of those, score on a couple of those, those, those one-point uh, you know, those three-point games that you just get the loser point in, suddenly you get two points out of them. So uh, I, I do think that makes a huge difference, and that's the main reason I want to see a Travis Konechny. I want to see an Oscar Lindblom on the penalty kill. Um, I think a healthy Wayne Simmons will help uh, this year. Him and Couturier were a good duo two years ago. So uh, I, I just think it's it's going to come down to that. The non-NHL talent as a whole looked pretty good the past couple of nights. I feel a lot better about the depth of the organization than I did after the first preseason game. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, the first preseason game is the first preseason game. And it was – there were some – I mean, the Islanders game, the first one there, they played their guys and the Flyers didn't. And then the first one here, you know, the Flyers played their uh, some of their regulars and the Islanders went a little more – uh, depth heavy. So you get that, that, that little back and forth there. But the first game's the first game. Uh, I am very, very excited about the depth of this organization. Like I said, it's something we brought up on BSH Radio this year. If they have an injury, they have to make a call up. It is not the end of the world. We're going to see a guy we like um, when they call, when they make, when they make call ups from the AHL. I've seen Friedman being mentioned in these games. What's his status? Uh, I like Mark Friedman. I just think he needs to – I just think he's not there yet. You know, I just think he's not – he's not at the level we should be talking about him as a potential NHL player. Yeah, I mean, I believe he'll turn out to be an NHL player, but 
at a certain point, some of these guys are going to bust. Some of these guys just aren't going to be what we thought they were. I don't think Mark Friedman is far enough, far enough, far enough along in his progression yet to say one way or the other. I think he's got some good offensive instincts. I'd like to see him capitalize on those in the AHL a little more. And um, from there, he just needs to get better in in the defensive end because as much as I want a team of puck movers, a third pair guy is only going to touch the puck so much. You do need to be able to defend a little or at least win some puck battles and move the puck out of your zone because that's what defense is all about. What, what is good defense? Good defense is moving the team to offense. And I think he needs to work on, you know, causing turnovers down low, getting that first pass and getting his team out of his, out of his zone so that he can, uh, you know, set up on the point and do the things he's, he's uh, better at. Bill and Charlie for NBC, NBC Philadelphia Sports Announcers. Uh, here's the thing. Charlie could probably do it because he's a professional, but I don't think they let you drink in the uh, – maybe they do. I mean, who knows? Who's to say? Uh, coatsy has been doing it all this time, so I, I guess it's possible. But, uh, but, yeah, put me between the glass so I don't have to do play-by-play because I don't want to have to memorize that many guys' names. I can barely freaking pronounce my own name. Uh, it would be a good gig, though. Steph for head coach. That would be hilarious. Okay. Hey, Bill, going to Vegas again for the season opener. Uh, No, fans of Philly got shut out. Vegas, that's a hard ticket to come by this year. They weren't doing the big big groups of, uh, you know, out-of-town – travel packages like they did last year um i think our trip this year is uh i believe montreal perhaps montreal in january who hasn't wanted to see that um i'm making a push to make a trip to nashville for the new year's day game so i think that could be a lot of fun i freaking i spent like seven hours in nashville and had a great time uh, a couple summers ago on a road trip would really like to go back and actually see the town um and I hate country music, and I still had fun. Um, so I think that's kind of a trip I'm really looking, uh, really looking to make. Besides the goaltending, what should I worry about the most? I mean, it's all about goaltending and penalty killing right now. Um, I think this team has the ingredients for to roll four lines. Uh, I don't know if they're going to right away, but I could see it coming together at some point this year, them having the good four competitive lines. Um, third pair D is a little little concerning, but again, um, I think it's something that could come along as the season progresses. I really think goaltending and, and penalty killing are what's going to determine how good this team is on a night-to-night basis. Will the penalty kill continue to be awful? I think it will mostly because of coaching and strategy from Le Perrier. When will Hexy fire him? This organization doesn't love firing, uh, you know, long-tenured guys. Um, I think at a certain point, the players on the ice just have to make a play. Like, Couturier is supposed to be one of the best defensive centers in hockey, and I'm not blaming Couturier, but I'm just saying he and Simmons together should be a good duo. Kill some freaking penalties. Uh, Like I said, I want to see Lindblom get a chance because he wins puck battles, and I think that's important. I want to see Lawton and uh, Konechny uh, get some time, especially Konechny. Just utilize their speed, challenge shots at the top. I think this team does a good job defending entries. Um, They're good in the neutral zone. They're good right at the point of attack uh, for entries on the penalty kill. But once the opposition gets set up, they just shrink, and I, I that can't I, – I realize it's the strategy, but uh, at a certain point, someone just has to make a play. You just reminded me there was no Flyers-Caps rookie game this year. It was uh, – they stopped doing it with the Caps, and they started doing it with the Islanders. I think the last one they did with the Capitals was at, uh, was at the Skate Zone, and 
they were just brawling. And I think the Flyers and Caps were just like, we're done with each other. Uh, I, I think that's when the relationship with the Islanders began. Bill, are you doing WIP overnight during the hockey season? If so, the only time uh, Flyers get discussion time. Uh, as far as I know, yeah, I'll be doing Thursday nights and the Friday mornings, whatever you want to call it, uh, 2 a.m. to 5.30 on the uh, on the Big Daddy Graham show. So, yeah, I'll be on once a week doing my normal, uh, doing my normal shtick over there. Are they doing anything in training camp to address being one of the worst shootout teams? It's not a fluke anymore. They're actively doing slash not doing something to remain awful at it. I mean, their goaltending's just been bad for a lot of the time. Um, there's only so much you can do. Like, shootouts are kind of a coin flip, and I'm more concerned with winning the parts of the games that I know are going to happen, you know? If this is a great five-on-five team, if they have a top-10 power play and their penalty kill is executing, not, met, not that many games should come down to shootouts. I heard somewhere the power play coaches are going to change things up. First, why on earth does Anne LaPerriere still have a job? And second, what could they do to make the power play an effective piece of their game, in your opinion? Uh, power play, I mean – has been good um, overall. The second unit has just been garbage, and it brings down their overall total. But, like, if your top unit is operating at 20% and the second unit never, ever scores, you know, that's pretty damn good to be at, like, 19 20% um, with a second unit that does nothing whatsoever at all. Um, how can they make that better? I want to see more play behind the net. I don't know how much I can uh, how much I can stress it. Um, that's why I want to see Nolan Patrick in that net front spot where he was uh, late last year, just because I think his distribution skill is 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 really something that this team could utilize. Uh, and I would like to see JVR in the uh, in the Braden Shen Sean Couturier spot in that slot there. Uh, that's how I would do it, and kind of use them as dual net net front guys. And then when you know, uh, Patrick gets the puck down low. You know how Giroux does that little uh, – Simmons will have a stick on the outside of the net, like behind the net, just take a pass and then give it back just to open things up. I would like to see Patrick do that, but take the puck behind the net and kind of a reset up in a different – kind of a different way and uh, look to distribute from there, whether it's get the puck to uh, – get the puck to Giroux for a one-timer and get it up high to Gostas Bear or, uh, you know, slip it to uh, slip it to the front to uh, to JVR. I think that would be effective. Uh, in terms of the penalty kill in the Perrier, I have, I, I have no answers for you. They should run with uh, Limblom, Wheel, Sitton, Simmons, Lawton, Vorobiev, Raffle. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I'm looking at. That's what I'm looking at, Cass. AMAC does not defend entries. He gives up position and retreats all the way back to his own net. Painful to watch him play hockey. It is. He plays straight up men's league defense. Um, something really it's, – it's, it's the biggest hole in his game because the coaches will talk about, oh, he's pretty good positionally defensively. He better be. He gets set up defensively 10 seconds before the other team is even set up. Like, he better be good defensively because he's constantly on defense because he allows the offense to get on offense. It's, uh, it is the most uh, – of everything about Andrew McDonald, the thing that frustrates me most is that his biggest weakness is a choice. He can choose not to be as conservative as he is. Cuts coming tomorrow. Who gets cut? I mean, we'll see. I don't have the roster in front of me, man. <laughs> Do you think it's imperative they fully integrate Sanheim, Myers, and Vorobiev in the starting lineup as this season goes on? Uh, I think Sanheim's a top four defenseman right now. I really do. I think Travis Sanheim kind of gets the Travis Konechny treatment where it's, yeah, your rookie year was rough, um, but now you're a second-year player and we're depending on you. Um, I really want to see Varobi, Evan Myers, but it's not going to kill me if they come up halfway through the season. Uh, I think they can – I want them both here. I think Varobiev 
I would have a tough time listening to any case that says Vorobiev doesn't belong after watching him so far in, uh, in the preseason. Uh, Myers, they have seven defensemen. Even with, even with the McDonald injury, they have six. Um, I don't want him up to sit. I believe he should be playing um, him, Myers and Haig as a third pair as, um, until McDonald gets back. I'd be all about seeing. Um, and we'll just, uh, but I don't think it's the end of the world if both of them come up in, like, say, just November, December, January. Um, I don't think that's the worst thing. But yeah, Sanheim. I think Sanheim has to be a top four defenseman right now. Does Corbin Knight factor in any potential call-ups, obviously, depending on AHL play? Um, Corbin Knight is a 28-year-old with, I believe, 29 career NHL games. Um, he's, he's an AHL guy. I, I have a tough time believing he's going to see much NHL time whatsoever. Bobrovsky made the team as an undrafted long shot. Hart can too. The team didn't really have a goalie when, when, when Bobrovsky came in. And Bob was two years older. He was like 22, I think, when he made the team. Um, you know, Hart's just 20. Uh, listen, I want it. I want it just as bad as all of you. I'm just not – I just don't think it's going to happen. T.J. Brennan has looked good. Will he be stuck in the AHL? Yeah, I mean, T.J. Brennan's a one-dimensional AHL guy, and he's he's absolutely fine there. I think there's a chance uh, to start the year. He's on the NHL roster as the seven, just a guy, because they're start, especially because they're starting out on the road. Uh, they're in Vegas and then I think Colorado to start the season. So um, uh, I think Brennan could start the year up here. Um you know, sitting behind Christian Folin, who Folin, who will, uh, who I guess will factor in with the uh, starting lineup as long as Myers doesn't make the team. What are your expectations for Nolan Patrick's numbers this year? Mm, tough to say. Uh, I would really like to see him break fifty. I think forty-five to fifty is really realistic. Um, you know, 60 would be huge, but like 45 to 50, I, I would really like to see him get in there. What did he have last year? What did, uh, and this still hasn't loaded. Uh, he had like 39 last year, 31. I can't remember. I just looked at it today too. Oh, he was an even 30 points last year. So yeah, he basically, I mean, for the first half of the year, he was completely freaking useless. I would like to see him break 40. Um, 45, I think, would be a real nice number for him. Uh, will you be doing more uh, preseason post games? I gotta check the schedule. I don't know if that is uh, if that is in the cards. Let's see. Come on, schedule. Uh, Monday night, we record the show, uh, maybe next Thursday, uh, against the Rangers, I'll do another one. I think that's really possible. I'm not going to do one on a Friday night. That would be a waste of time. Uh, yeah, I think next Thursday I'll do another, uh, preseason post game. That would, that'll, that looks like it'll work. Do you think Simmons will have a, uh, Rebound year, I do. Wayne Simmons is a warrior. Uh, he played hurt last year, scored 24 goals. I, I really expect him to rebound. Uh, what does the second power play look like this year? Man, that's a tough question because I don't know how the first power play is really going to shake out. It kind of looks like they have a little competition going for that, uh, going for the two center spots there. Um, me personally, my second power play would be uh, Couturier. Couturier centering, um, Jesus, blanking. Couturier centering Simmons and, uh, Jesus. Couturier centering Simmons and Konechny with Provorov and Sanheim on the back end. That would be, I think, what I would do on the second power play. 
I really don't think Hack does a ton of line shuffling. Like, uh, he, he, you do stuff in games for matchups, but, I mean, those top two lines stayed pretty consistent uh, once they got going last year. I mean, he kept that top line with Voracek on it until it just became apparent no other line could score. Uh, and then, you know, he he started getting going with that second line um, with Voracek on it. I, I really don't think he, he goes too nuts with the line shuffling. Um, but we'll see. It all depends on the players, how they execute. All right, guys, I think that's all the time. Uh... All right, yeah, I think that is all the time we have for you. We went over an hour tonight for a preseason postgame. Obviously, it's more of a q and I, I can't tell you I paid that close of attention to the – no, I, I was. Um, it, it was a good game, good effort uh, out of the boys tonight. Uh, I think I will be back next Thursday with a post game, I want to say. So until then, have a great week, everybody. And drink Cape May beer, even though they don't sponsor us. They should. Cape May Brewery, let's go. Come on, send me some free beer. Love you. Have a great week, everybody. Hi, this is Jim. And this is Max. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. <laughs>